Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Both hailing from parts unknown at a combined weight of 501 pounds. They are the Morning Rush Hour World Tag Team Champions. They have no fear, no back down, just a couple of gutsy guys. No one will take those MRH World Tag Titles from these men. It's Taz, it's the Moose, illustrious champions, right here every day on CBS Sports Radio. You know it's every day, Moose and Taz be picking away. Talking about every sport, you know that they never missing a play. From the NBA to the NFL, the college games. They always bring in the knowledge, nobody ever can try to go stop it. Only be talking the truth, only be talking the truth, hey. Uh, certainly is here on this Wednesday morning. Welcome aboard. Taz and the Moose with you. An hour down. We got two to go with. Live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Who found a better way to mortgage so you can focus on making your new house home? Rocket Mortgage. Push button. Get mortgage. Hour number one. Spent a lot of time a little bit of a World Series game number one. Game two comes your way tonight. Another splendid pitching matchup as it's Steven Strasburg for the Nats. Justin Verlander for the Houston Astros. Washington 5-4 victors in game one last night. Underdog coming in. Lead the series one game to none. A little bit on the opening night of the NBA. And Kawhi Leonard getting booed out there in Los Angeles. Clippers home game. Lakers in town, obviously. They both play at the Staples Center. Uh, but a lot of Laker fans in attendance watching that first game of the slate with LeBron James healthy, ready to go game one for the Lakers. Taz, and another big storyline around the National Football League yesterday, we'll get to the trades here momentarily, yeah. is kind of the, the fallout from what we saw Monday night. No, not the 33 nothing shellacking and what the Patriots are. We discussed that yesterday, but mm. this whole ghost comment, that came oh. out uh, surrounding Sam Darnold when he was throwing four interceptions, lost a fumble, had five turnovers in the game. And Sam Darnold was, quote-unquote, mic'd up during the course of the game, right? And how that works is, just in case anybody doesn't know, he said, you know, I'm seeing Ghost, uh, you know, during his uh, per- performance at one point. I, don't, I forget which interception it was that that, that comment <laughs> bad, came. Yeah. It's like, which one was? Which interception? Yeah, like I'm not, so, I'm not, I forget which. so many of them. <laughs> yeah, I forget exactly when that came uh, down. But you saw it, and certainly that generated a lot of headlines. Yeah. And it looked poorly on the Jets quarterback that he looked completely lost as he's saying that to himself sitting on the bench. And, you know, Adam Gaze comes out uh, yesterday and talks about the fact that he's going to look at this pretty hard. Let's hear from the Jet head coach. He did local radio in New York. Here is uh, Adam Gaze talking about that comment being aired on ESPN. That was one of those things that was really disappointing to, to hear about after the game. I don't know if I've ever seen that where, you know, somebody that was mic'd up was, was basically, you know, a comment like that was allowed to be aired. Uh, it bothers me. It bothers the organization. I mean, obviously, we're going to be looking hard in, into, you know, our cooperation going forward. Mm. 
So there is Gase um, saying it. Now, you know, Darnold came out and, and had, you know, a similar tone. We saw Le'Veon Bell on Twitter saying that the NFL did Sam dirty, uh, quote-unquote. He went on, expounded on it a little bit more via Twitter too, Taz. Um, and how this works is basically, you know, he's mic'd up. There's uh, an NFL Films representative that's on the field <clears throat> that has to clear the comments before ESPN can air them. Right. The NFL Films representative cleared the ghost comment. So then it aired on ESPN, which made for great TV. Reportedly, according to the Daily News, there are executives at NFL Films that are bothered and upset that the on-site rep gave the green light to air those comments on ESPN. Um, And the Jets are obviously not happy with NFL Films. So it's a complete and utter mess right now. Mm. But I will... what bothers me, Taz, I'm curious your thoughts, is this. I think I think the Jets have stopped have to stop giving oxygen to the story. I agree, but I do agree with you. I do agree with you totally. Here's the thing though, these the reason why I think they are, and it just won't shock you, just they're pissed off, right? They're pissed because it makes this young quarterback look he's like embarrassed. It made him look real bad. It did. Look, I saw the comments, you saw the comments. when it happened, I heard when they played it, I was watching the game. I didn't have a big deal with it. I knew what he meant. I mean, it was just like there were guys coming. They were blitzing all over the place. There were D-backs flying all over the field for that Patriots team. I knew what he meant. It wasn't like he was, like, hallucinating. You know, I, I didn't even find it funny. But, you know, whatever. The casual fan or football fan thought it was awesome. And ESPN thought to air it. But this is my thing, man. I think the reason why the Jets are still giving it oxygen is because they're super pissed off. And what they want to do is... They want other teams that they're not. They're not going to say it outright to see how upset they are, to see how bad it made their quarterback look. These guys stick together. These coaches, these GMs, these owners—they all sit together. And there's a there's a kind of a brother in there. And if they know that that's happening, that other teams might not want their quarterback mic'd up. That's the thing. And I would like, agree with that. You know, that's something I think that that's important. That's you know? fair. Okay, now NFL teams, do you have to be as public with it to get that point across? You oh, have, you mean for the Jets? For saying? the Jets, do you have to? You know, can you get that point across by doing it to where if you're Adam Gaze getting interviewed or meeting with the media, if you're uh, Sam Darnold after the game, if you're Le'Veon Bell hopping on Twitter, and players are players. I'm talking about from more from an organizational perspective. Can you do that more behind the scenes to where you call you know NFL Films or whoever the point person or point people are on this? And you're you know you're vehemently upset, and then uh, word does spread around the National Football League. I mean, teams also. I mean, do, do the NFL does the uh, Jets have to be so public to understand that you know uh, to, if you're a member of the Detroit Lions to have the understanding the Jets would be upset, or if you're the you know the Giant. I mean, everyone knows the Jets are upset, right? No? Right? Yeah, yeah, they do. But I, I, Moose, I think it's a thing that they're doing it right. They're using the media. The Jets are using the media, and they're using publicity. To get it out, to they're, they're looking like the damsel in distress. They're looking like, look, we got beat up by the Pats. We got embarrassed. We got punked out. And, and, and we got beat up. And then we get punked out by a, a major sports TV outlet. And we allowed them to mic up our quarterback. And then they embarrass us. So they, I think, I understand what you're saying. They could, have, they could get the word out to the other general managers and, and ownership and coaches privately. But there's there's more to it when it's publicly. Sure, you know? no, and you're not wrong about that. I, I guess I'm looking at Taz where, with them kind of stomping their feet, being as public at, on it, aren't they giving it more credence than it deserves? Aren't they kind of making it worse? 
you know, wouldn't I mean? Do you think it looks worse on ESPN or the Jets? Um, now I think it worked because once well, he is, I, film, I, NFL yeah, films, whatever. Well, but, right. I, yeah, I think I mean. it looks worse from a Jet perspective now. Mm. Because it's too ESPN, much, you're saying. Well, it's too much because ESPN, once they get – because if you're an executive, if you're there on site right. and everything's got to be cleared from NFL Films and they hear that audio and NFL Films says, yeah, air it. If you're ESPN, aren't you going to air it? Or are you going to uh, say um, to yourself yeah. – no, I, I mean, you're going to air that, no? Correct. But – right. But the, the onus falls on ESPN, not NFL Films, because the masses don't know anything about NFL, NFL Films. They just feel it's ESPN. No, true. You but I mean? but um, but if you if, but we gave you the story. You know, we gave you the information. It's NFL Films that has to clear all the audio. So Correct. all yeah, the so players said, that yeah, are no, mic'd right, up, right. they NFL Films has got to give clearance to ESPN to air it. It's not exactly you know. There's not one person you know right. a, a, a producer that's well, sitting there saying, "Oh, that's a great comment. <laughs> We're going to air that." And they have basically they have uh, editorial control. That's not the way that this works. And I think a lot of people thought it was confusing after the Monday night saying, "How does ESPN air it?" Well, ESPN aired it because NFL Films cleared them to air it. Not only that, right. And the reason why, in my opinion, the reason why NFL F, NFL Films cleared ESPN to air it and ESPN aired it is because they probably had no other good content of of this kid because they got their asses kicked. He threw a bunch of interceptions. They couldn't score. Lord knows most of the audio they had on him, he probably was cursing or, or getting cursed at. Right. <laughs> so I'm just saying there probably wasn't a lot of content, so they needed something because they had him mic'd up. You know what I mean? And so, no, and you're not wrong about that, and that gets on the air. And listen, it's good TV. I mean, yeah, it is yeah. it is a, yeah, it is a common, TV. and it is good TV. It has. This is the thing. We're, we're not talking about the Patriot domination. Everyone's talking about the ghosts, you know, poking right. fun, making That's fun what of the, the Jets. Jets. want. Well, Think about that. No, the Jets don't want people still sitting uh, on the fact that they got whooped. But, okay, but to, I don't know about that. You know what, Taz? Because I look at it where the gay's still talking about yesterday. And if they're still talking about later on in the week, and, you know, they've got to cut it off at the knees now here moving forward. But, you know, I guess I'm looking at it to where a case of, you know, aren't you making it a bigger issue than it needs to be? You know, people are saying, oh, is that going to have a lasting impact on Darnold's career, the four t- interceptions and the five turnovers, right, the lost fumble? Now you get to these ghost comments where people are saying he's going to have to live with that for the rest of his career. I mean, aren't we giving it more than it really needs to be? It's one dopey comment. He had a bad game. Let's see how he rebounds. I guess I'm looking at it as, well, if th- what does that say about the player if they're fearful that him looking like this on national TV on ESPN might have long-term ramifications? Doesn't that say a little bit then about the player and the mindset of the player a little bit? Uh, I would think, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it does. Definitely. Wouldn't you think that? Yeah, I, I also think it's interesting to see what is ESPN going to do going forward. Are they going to use this like the Mark Sanchez butt fumble? Are they going to, I mean, like we've seen uh, all over the place, is this going to be now another Jet quarterback? Now this time he's saying something, a Jet quarterback is saying something. My point is, will throughout the year, you hear this. We hear this like in audio packages, like funny stuff. Come on, man. I don't even know if that's ESPN. What's his name does? Who does that? Randy Morris? I don't even know those. No, come, come on, on, man is ESPN. Ah, there's so many. After oh, a while, know, I'm confused with all I of get them. It. I mean, I you know, know. pre games are just, they're all the they same. All, I, they, they're trust all the same. Me, I, know. I, I know. I'm I starting to get like you. Last year, I loved them, and now I'm starting. They all suck. See, look here. You're coming to my side. I am coming to your side. I, you suck. don't need to watch them. I don't. I, I, I mean, I, all due I, respect. I, There's I, no need to watch them. World Series? We covered I, all week long. You don't need to sit there right. and watch no, You're it. right, dude. And the World Series, yes, I, I put it on right as the game was starting. First pitch, Jones. I don't need no more BS. I'm done with the BS. I do enough BS in my life. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, but but I, I, I'm curious to see what they do. I don't think, if you're asking me to guess What are they going to do? I think they bury it. 
Because she, and and I think you're right. And you know why they're going to bury it? Because they don't want to tick off teams. Not because just the need, Jets. They right? want they, players mic'd up. Yeah. NFL Films yeah. want players mic'd up. Because they want to do it when they do those when they do those uh, when they do the highlight packages, Taz. When they're doing the Super yeah, Bowl and they're doing playoff games. They want the commentary from Belichick and Brady and this or that. They they want all that. That's great audio. That's it's, great audio. That you, you're as a as an individual, you're being taken onto the sideline during the course of a playoff game. They want all that. Yeah. So if they hammer this home and keep on playing this over and over again, Taz, <laughs> that's going to go by the wayside to play the point that you mentioned earlier. Teams are going to say, "What do I need this nonsense for?" If someone all of a sudden makes a carefree comment or whatever on the sideline, then all of a sudden it gets blown up on social media and it blazes a trail across the country. Why do I have to deal with this distraction, this headache? NFL head coaches don't want any distractions. They want guys focused on the game. And just imagine, so I think Monday night game next week is Steelers and Dolphins. So, you know, you go to um, ESPN goes to, uh, I don't know, James Conner. And they, they say to him, uh, hey, you know, we want to mic him up. And you go to the coaches like, well, you, you're going to do him like you did the Jets quarterback? You're going to take care of him? Yeah, right. That's what they're going to say to him. Well, you know, uh, you know what I mean? I agree with you, Taz. Now, let me ask you this. Do you think it changes to where now NFL Films doesn't clear the audio? The teams clear the audio. That the whoever is getting mic'd up, there's a representative then that is monitoring the audio, and they have to then clear what goes on, what goes on television. Well, I... I didn't know the process till you just said it, to be honest. I didn't know it was NFL films when you said it at the top of the segment. But to the point you're making, yeah, I think I think the whole while it should have been I agree with a, you. a team representative or something because you don't want anything out there that could be, you know. Inflammatory. Anything. You don't want anything out right. there that could be taken out of context. Or you could learn about their playbook. You could say, you know, that other teams. These guys always look for a little edge. Yeah. You never know. They're on the sideline. He's mic'd up. These players, they think, listen, I've worn a lav mic. You know, and so have you, okay? And Lav Mike, for those that don't know, it's a mic that clips onto, like, your shirt or your sports jacket or whatever. And when you're wired, you got a little pack in the back. And when you're wearing that all day, now, this is Mike different as they're playing. I, I don't know about you, but I know I forgot that I was laughed a lot of times. Like, throughout the day, you go to catering or something. Correct. You forget that you it's forget on. You forget you're on. You forget and it's you, on. And right. And you don't know if you're the sound guy is, uh, you know. You don't know. Unquote, right. It, it, anybody can be listening at any time. If you're being tracked, it's going right into the studio. Correct. Right into the, uh, into the broadcast booth. You Correct. Know, the engineering. And the, engine, the, the control room. Control but room. The, Thank the, you. The thing is, and, and you know this, like, but most people listen don't know this. Like, that, uh, that technology, those mics... They're so light. You know, they're so light. You you forget that they're on you. No doubt. So a guy like Sam Donald, a quarterback, or any NFL player that's mic'd, dude, the last thing they're thinking about after oh. a series is that they're mic'd up. No doubt. That's what you want, right? You want, If you're TV production, you want that organic audio. No doubt. Because that's what the fans want. That's exactly right. But, you know, this went a little too far, I guess, and, and Sam Donald's seen Ghost, and, and you're hearing the... Uh, the music from the TV show, the movie Ghost. Right. You're, what was the and, song? And, oh, my love. The Righteous Brothers, remember? Right, yes. Unchained Melody. And, wow, look at you. Yeah. My dad was a huge... I saw the Righteous, Righteous Brothers in concert. Yeah. Really? My wife's before, a huge Righteous Brothers Oh, really? Yeah, she loves them. Yeah, uh, before uh, Bobby Hatfield passed away. Oh. We saw... Uh, what was it? it was Hatfield and... Um, I don't remember their names. Oh, what was his name? My dad's going to kill me. Bob Basseglia? No, no, no. Oh. I gotta look it up. I don't now. know. I don't know. My dad's screaming at me on the radio right now. Oh, it's a great song. Right now, Sam Donald. Bill Medley. Bill Medley. That seems the star. Bill, wasn't oh, he? Medley had the deep yeah. voice and Bobby Hatfield. Yeah. So Sam Donald wasn't even born when this, he wasn't even a thought in his parents' mind when this song came out. 
And this, this kid has probably heard this song now. Oh, my God. This right song is great. Oh, it's a great uh, song. I, you're right. No, you're right, right about wrong. that. Yeah, I, Taz, I got distracted by the song. The I song know, is no. great. I love the song. You're locked into the song. <laughs> I don't know what year, what year it came out, but I'm saying Sam Donald was nowhere near being a thought his parents' mind. And um, nevertheless being born. And oh, this now, song's in the 60s. Yeah. Yeah. So now he, he Sam Donald, has probably heard this song so many times or, you know, because of the whole ghost. Yeah, ghost. Patrick Swayze, Sam Wheat, right? That's right. And yeah. this song was famous way before Ghost. Way before so, that. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but this song brought it back into kind of made it popular once again. 65. 65. There you go. Uh, um, great song. I love the fact your wife loves the right Oh, she's great. been a huge fan I, forever since we're together. I, I saw him at, the, what's that theater out on Long Island? Westbury. Yes. Yep, yep. That's yep. Where Circle I Jones. Yes. Yeah, no, I know. Great yep. theater. You know, great place almost, to watch We almost went to see them there, but then we had an incident. So we couldn't, uh, this was years ago. It was an incident, so a family issue. Okay. Everything all right? Everything go okay? Yeah, it was years ago. It's okay. fine now. It took all right. Few, yeah. It took a few years to It's always a problem. Do you understand? I, There's always try, an incident. Taz, trust me. I know. My <laughs> wife's Taz. family's filled with drama That's every day. It's saying. putting out fires. Something. It's putting out fires left and right. Well, people hear you on the radio or see you on TV, they think, ah, you know, these people never have problems. No, oh, no. Problems. Everyone's got problems. Everyone's got problems. Everyone's yeah. got problems. Everyone's got problems. There's no doubt. We might have been at the same concert if it was not for your family I don't issue know that what night. year that was, but it could have been. It wasn't super uh, long ago. It no, was, I mean, yeah. yeah. It, well, I, right. It was, they were, I, it was before Hatfield, unfortunately, passed away. Yeah. Uh, and now, right, Bill Medley's going and continuing a tour, I think, with another person. But it's not the same. Hatfield's voice was amazing. So was his. I mean, they were yeah. great combination. Oh, they were amazing, for sure. They you know what amazing. I saw there at the uh, Westbury Music Fair? Um, I'm trying to blank. What's his name? Uh, King of Queens. Oh God, the guy from Long Island. What's his name? Oh, the comedian. Heavy uh, Set Jones. What's his name? Oh, Kevin James. Kevin James. James. Heavy Set Jones. They called. Yeah, that guy. I was sitting in the front row, my wife and I, and Todd Zeal was there. Your boy Todd Zeal. Oh, really? Yeah, I met him in the back. Yeah, I met him. He was. He just. The match played that afternoon, and he went to go see Kevin yeah, James that night. Kevin James was at the game, and then I, I, I met him in the back because I had That's backstage cool. uh, thing, and so did Zeal. Anyway, uh, and then my wife and I sat in the front. Let me tell you something. I, I don't remember. I never laughed that hard. In, in like at somebody this well I think we he, know. he had that show that came back that I think that was trying to kind of find that uh, yeah. King of Queens thing again King of Queens too I don't think it went well and I think I think that got cancelled that did get cancelled <laughs> after like two seasons yeah Kevin James I, a long time ago when he was promoting I think King of Queens honestly this going back to my producer days yeah was uh, on WFAN locally in New York and Russo, right? Chris Russo. Was goes, he in the studio? Was in the studio. Yeah. And, you know, it's just obvious, like, Chris Russo, like, he's just looking for Kevin James to, like, be like a clown and make him laugh. <laughs> He's like, hey, Kevin, uh, say, say something funny. Say, yeah, <laughs> tell me a story. Be funny here. Be funny. And, and so that's the last thing that's you can great. say to a comedian. Be funny. Right, be funny. Uh, that didn't work. Try again. <laughs> really yes. That's hilarious. <laughs> be funny here. Make me laugh here, Kevin. Oh, it's been a long yeah. day. <laughs> that's great. That's funny. Do you have that audio? I do not uh, know. I think that that went with that. That, that was no. the old place. That was the uh, old place. That was confidence story. No, I saw it at there. I saw Andrew Dice Clay. Very funny. In, uh, in studio too. No, no, no. I'm talking about at uh, Westbury. Oh, Westbury. Yeah, I, I, I lost you there for me. I met him once. We were in Vegas, actually. Nice. 
Yeah, and uh, he's a funny guy. You think Dice would go on with Mike and Chris afternoon drive? That would be a that would be some Pete's nightmare. That would be that would be oh. ramp up the delay to forty five seconds. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't think of that part. Right, I don't oh my think, God. I don't think, think that would work. Oh. You <laughs> two-minute delay. Uh, right. uh, 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 Andrew, I hear you, you've got great that. nursery rhymes. Can you roll through a couple of those? <laughs> the clean versions. Let me laugh. <laughs> There's a cigarette this way around yeah, the face. exactly right. He's face. smoking a cigarette. He's smoking uh, a cigarette uh, in the studio. <laughs> Francesca's like, oh, what are you doing? Jeez, what are you doing? smoking a cigarette. Let's get this guy. Doing. <laughs> uh, it's Taz Lewis. We'll come back. We'll talk about some of the NFL trades that transpired. The 49ers got themselves a little healthier, a little bit better at the receiver position. We'll get into that. It's Taz and the Moose on a Wednesday morning right here, CBS Sports Radio. Give Taz and the Moose a call, 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4227. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. Rolling right along here on this Wednesday morning. Sunday, it's an NFL on CBS doubleheader, starting with the Colts battling the Broncos or Kyler Murray's Cardinals taking on the Saints, followed by the Browns and Patriots going toe-to-toe in Foxborough. It all begins with the NFL today at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific only on CBS. We're going to talk a little NBA. Tim Doyle uh, from CBS Sports HQ, NBA analyst. He's joined us before. Good guy, funny guy. Uh, He'll join us in about 15 minutes from now. All right. Uh, Let's go out to Jersey. Talk to our good friend John. Uh, listen on radio.com. He is John, 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 John. He is John, 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 John. He is John, 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 John from Jersey. All right. John, what's up? Hey, guys. Good morning. How you guys doing today? What's going on, Johnny? What's up? Hey, man, about this thing with the Jets, I think that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard that they're upset with this. If, if they want to be upset with anybody, be upset with themselves. They're the ones that put the mic on Sam Darnold. Not the NFL, not NFL films, not ESPN. They did. They agreed to put it there. And if you did, if you were afraid of what the kid's going to say, then don't put the mic on him. They put the mic on him on a Monday night game against the Patriots. Yeah, but hold and, on, John. John, wait. I, listen, here's the thing, though. I get your point. I, I, you're not completely wrong in my opinion. I, you're right. That, that Some of it has to fall on the Jets. Sure. But you have to assume you're partnering up with the network. You're partnering up with ESPN that they're going to do the right thing, and they've done this multiple times in the past with players, and you have to trust them. Yes, you're mm-hmm. right. You're letting them mic this kid up. And, uh, you know, he, I understand. But, you know, you're, you're trusting them, dude, that they're going to do the right thing. You know, I, me, I, John. I don't have a huge problem as everybody else do that this common air. But I'm not. The, I'm not Adam Gaze. I'm not the Jets. I mean, do you have a big, big problem with with that line being aired about the ghost? Because that bother you if you were a Jet fan or if you were Sam Donald or a big Sam Donald fan? Do you think that makes him look bad? Yes. Okay. Yes, I do. And, but I wouldn't put the mic on the kid in the first place. Because I, I mean, I was at the game, and my buddies are texting me. You can't believe what he said, and they they're texting me what he said. I'm like, Nah, there's no way he he said that. No one says that. Well, here, he, well, of course, of course, the Jets agreeing to put the mic on. Now they feel like they're going to get protected here, of course, and they feel like they got exposed, right. and that's why they're bothered by it. Um, but 
you know, and that's where NFL Films, you know, is at that stage got to do a better job of protecting the player. Um, because it, to me, it's more about an NFL Films than an ESPN issue. Because once it gets cleared by NFL Films, ESPN's got to say we're good. I mean, we go through that process. You know, I I I think it's asking ESPN me myself personally too much to say no, we can't air that. That makes Sam Darnold looks bad because. I think once the NFL Films rep says, yeah, you can air that, if you're ESPN, you're going to air it, are you not? Yeah, but ESPN, but yes, yes, but ESPN, it falls on them because mo- the masses don't know or care about NFL Films. If you're watching ESPN, you're watching, you know what I mean, Monday Night Football. So it, it, the, that, that looks like it falls on them, on ESPN, not... So ESPN, I would think, can supersede with NFL. NFL Films say, okay, yeah, you guys should or could air that. And that's got to be up to ESPN, the, the executive producer, or whoever, to say, okay, we sh- we're going to air that, or we're not going to air it. And John, just like I said earlier, I, I, I don't know if you heard it. I personally don't have a problem with the line that he I said understand. because it's uh, it's like football players say that yeah, quarterbacks will say that. You know, it's just like guys of are flying course. around. You know, it's it's not well, an unnormal and, thing. You know, and and I think the Jets are just perpetuating it now. Now they're making it I look totally like, agree. oh my god, mm. I totally I can't agree. Believe with that. this was said, right? Well, I, yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I think they would have been better served yesterday by burying it. I, right. I think if Adam Gay's not addressing it, not talking about how upset the organization, I, that's the way I would have handled it. They decided not, and I understand why they decided not to do it that way. I think they're, I think they're adding more fuel to the fire, oxygen to the story, whatever, however way you want to, whatever cliche you want to throw in there. Um, I would have, I would have done everything I could to basically say this is a non-issue. It's not that exactly. big of a deal. We're moving on. We moved out. We've got bigger issues as a franchise than whether or not Sam Donald and the fact that Sam Donald said, "Well, I'm seeing ghosts out there." Right. I mean, if Adam Gaze wants to be mad at anybody, why don't he be mad at himself? He left his quarterback out there. He left him out to dry. Well, I mean, this well, guy just battered. <laughs> yeah, he's that was just a beating. Right, Gaze just... is happy the story's out there because yeah. people are not talking about his coaching. Yeah, he's... how about Muhammad Sanu? Taz, you psyched? Oh, you ready? There we go. go. Oh, <laughs> thanks for joining us, John. Take care. Oh, John got me there. It's always fun hearing John. Yeah, uh, I, I, yeah, I was worried he was going to mention the Sanu thing. God, that's a great trade. Oh, yeah, it's great. Well, and here he's the a rich per- get richer. That, well, but that and, and Taz, he's a perfect patriot. He's multiple. I know. He and can run it out of the backfield. He can throw it. He's a great catcher. Can oh play God. outside. Can play in the slot. He can do all things. Brady he's a great is, football player. Brady is going to utilize him. Oh, he's going to be a bigger star than he was with Atlanta. I'm telling you. CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line is brought to you by Geico. Great news. Quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com. In 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. Waiting patiently, just walking in. Here's Bogus. Thanks for coming for me, guys. I appreciate it. You don't have to wait by the entrance. You could just come in. He stands there. He likes to make faces on the window door. I know. He does that. It's weird. Like, let me in. Let me in. That's my gimmick. You blow a little air on there. Steam. It fogs up. Make a little smiley face. Write his name. I'm here. Yeah. Just in case you didn't notice. I love when Mark. And it's a lot here. Talk wrestling John jargon. Jargon? That's jargon? Too. Yeah. That too. Jargon. That's a different word. Language. I was trying to use, Gimmick. but yeah. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, it's great <laughs> to have you upon the show. You're here. Yeah, What's going on? Yeah. So right. any starting pitcher can go 25 consecutive starts without losing. Number 26 is the hard one, as Garrett Cole learned in game one of the World Series. The pause, the kick, and the 0-1. Swing and a line drive, base hit in a right field. Scoring from third is Suzuki. Robles turns second and will stop there. Eaten off the end of the bat, might have broken the bat with a looping single to right to give the Nationals 
Their first ever lead in a World Series game. Charlie's a little bit like Harris Allen. Okay. A little bit. Charlie Slows, Nationals Radio, Juan Soto, followed with a two-run double for a 5-2 lead in the fifth. The Astros got George Springer's solo shot in the seventh, then his RBI double in the eighth, but that was it, a 5-4 Nationals win to start the <clears throat> fall classic. The five earned runs matches what Cole gave up combined over his previous eight starts. I didn't have like my A game tonight, but um, you know, these are the two best teams in the world right now, so like... You try not to beat yourself up too much. Cole gets back on the mound for Game 5 Sunday in D.C. Game uh, 2. Testing, 1-2. In Houston. <laughs> it's tonight. It's seven oh seven Central. It's Justin Verlander and Steven Strasburg on the mound. LeBron James and Anthony Davis 0-1 as Laker teammates. A 112-102 loss to the Clippers on opening night in the NBA. Their head coach, Frank Vogel, not concerned. We've shown signs of it throughout the preseason, pre-season and, and tonight. But, um, you know, it's going to take time, you know, and, and we understand that. You know, guys will stay together. We'll get back to work tomorrow and, uh, you know, keep working on it. Good to hear they're not going to give up one game into 82. Kawhi Leonard scored 30 in his Clippers debut. His former team raised its championship banner, got its rings, then outlasted the Pelicans 130-122 in overtime. Fred Van Vliet and Pascal Siakam scored 34 each. The Pistons begin their season without Blake Griffin. He'll be reevaluated in November for lingering left knee and hamstring soreness. Vikings wide out Adam Thielen didn't practice yesterday after pulling a hamstring on Sunday. Thielen and head coach Mike Zimmer remain optimistic about Thielen playing tomorrow night against Washington, but why bother? Lions running back Carrion Johnson had right knee surgery yesterday. He goes on IR but wants to return in mid-December. And the Cardinals have signed veteran running back Alfred Morris with David Johnson still battling that back injury. And the Boston Bruins beat the Maple Leafs last night 4-2. David Pasternak, the first player this season, with double-digit goals. Guys? All right. Uh, thank you, Andrew. We're going to talk a little it. NBA. Uh, Tim Doyle is going to join us straight ahead. Uh, CBS oh. Sports HQ NBA Adelaide. The ah. NBA, the association, Taz. Yeah. Your favorite sport. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Can't get enough of the NBA. Watching guys a lot taller than me play sports. Right. The drama. Oh. The social yeah. media. The storylines. We've s- only just begun. I mean, the LeBron chatter. We, we're starting that already now. Yes. Like, that's gonna go yes. Nonstop you're back and, in the fold. The same. Everything. Uh, no, it's not the same. Everything's you know got I mean. a little like, bit of a I understand. And everybody moved teams. And yes. Hawaii's getting right. booed in Los Angeles. Right. I'm so. right. <laughs> <laughs> Taz for the Moose on a Wednesday morning. CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. That's right. NBA is in full flight. Doubleheader got the season going last night. Uh, let's welcome aboard right now. Tim Doyle has joined us before, friend of the show. CBS Sports HQ NBA analyst. Good morning, Tim. How you doing, buddy? Tim, what's up? Moose Taz, how you guys doing? I stayed up late last night, and I think I'm ready to predict the champion of the NBA. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. That's awesome. Uh, you're all set, ready to go. Bleary eyed and all, Timmy. Yeah, I mean, that's it. The uh, Clippers are going to win the championship. There's no need to watch until the middle of June. I mean, basketball season 
just does not end. It's like oh. it opens up in October, and then it's like, cool, this will wrap up uh, almost in July. Uh, watching the Clippers last night, especially without Paul George, see, the Clippers had an identity. Like, last year they went 48 games, and it was through, like, grit and toughness and guarding people and getting in their face. Oh, and by the way, in the offseason, they had Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. So, like, Kawhi just fit in seamlessly. And the Lakers were working out kinks. And you could just tell, like, they would throw Anthony Davis the ball and then four guys would just kind of stare at him. And that's a hard way to play basketball when there's no movement. So they got some things they're going to iron out. But there was, like, an excitement. There was a rivalry. There was, like, a playoff-like atmosphere at that game, and obviously you're not going to get that over the course of 82 games and nearly 10 months of basketball, but that was a really cool game to watch. So, so Tim, speaking on that, Moose and I were talking earlier about this. Like, so How big of a problem, in your opinion, is it, or, or do you think it's a problem, that the Clippers and Lakers you know, were, were, were either buried so late at night and also that they're, they're, sharing, they're sharing an arena? You know, Taz, they've got a problem right now, the NBA. They're trying to figure out, all right, who do we slot? in that first game because they had an answer for 10-plus seasons. It was LeBron, right? right LeBron's right. on the Cavaliers. He's going to play the first game. LeBron's on the Heat. He's going to play the first game. So, like, they went with, like, all right, hey, we got the new LeBron. We're going to slot Zion. Well, Zion didn't play. Hurt, yeah. And you got the Pelicans-Raptors game where, you know, I watched every minute of it. I think the Raptors are still a playoff team, but – they're not a championship contender. I think the Pelicans are an up-and-coming team. Or they're going to win, I don't know, 38, 39 games. I, I thought they should have won that game last night against the Raptors. But, yeah, they're trying to figure out, Taz, like, who's going to be that draw in the East? Well, now you got Brooklyn, right? But now Durant's not playing this year. So, like, can Kyrie still carry that kind of, you know, that card early on? So that's a problem that the NBA is still trying to iron out right now. They're hoping Zion's going to be the guy. He was supposed to appear on national TV 30 times this year. Yeah. But I wonder what you think, because you wrestled some guys that were a little bit bigger, to say the least. Like, is he too big? Does he need to lose weight? Well, Moose and I discussed this a lot yesterday, Tim. And, and, you know, the thing with him is he does have to keep an eye on his weight. And he's had knee injuries since AAU ball. I mean, Moose pointed out yesterday he couldn't complete a year with Duke last year. You know, so... Yeah, he's got to be careful. I think he's like 6'6", 285 in that world, 290. Now while he's out with this meniscus, the scope on this meniscus, he's really got to be careful uh, of his caloric intake because he can't do any kind of cardio work. And, you know, I don't know. I don't, I mean, Moose and I were pondering yesterday, is the guy injury prone? Is there something going on with yeah. his knees? You know, that's, that's something to think about. Yeah, I, I, I got some inside info for you. Now, the Philadelphia 76ers, they invested in this company called Connexon which is an analytics company that now 20-plus NBA teams use. And all it monitors is <laughs> all your heart rate, your vertical, your workload, how many miles you ran. Like, they take every single metric, and it's really been the reason that they've been able to keep Joel Embiid on the floor, Ben Simmons on the floor. They love this analytics company so much that Sixers management has bought into it because they've been able to monitor their players and keep them relatively healthy, you know, even though both those guys and Beat and Simmons were sort of injury-prone coming into the NBA. Guys, guess who just got this analytics company down in their team? Oh, New Orleans. Correct. Mm. So they just invested in the company about three <laughs> weeks ago, probably three weeks too late, 
But, yeah, they're going to have to monitor him because he is so big. But he's going to be an amazing draw. He was great in the preseason, averaged over 20 points a game, shot over 70%. So, yeah, they're trying to figure out the NBA, who's going to be that draw. And I think he will be because I think he's going to be a sensation to watch. Tim, uh, you know, the, the NBA has been dominated by quote-unquote super teams as of late. Do you think it's good for the league that we open up the year? And obviously there's teams that are really good, but there's not that quote-unquote super team coming into this season? I think it is. Uh, just from uh, especially a gambling perspective, right? I mean, um, and when you look at the East, I think it's just a two-horse race between the Bucks and the 76ers. I think once the rank gets healthier, that's going to kind of open the door up to the Nets, but I don't think that's going to be this year. And then out west, you know, watching those two teams yesterday, yes, I, I do think the Jazz and the Nuggets are going to be able to compete. But, like, once playoff basketball comes around, you know, that's when, like, you got to score big boy buckets. And that's where I think the Lakers and the Clippers are going to have a massive edge. And I think the Lakers are probably going to add some pieces as the season goes on. So, you know, in all sports, you kind of know who's going to be there at the end now, right? I mean, baseball, you kind of know the Astros are going to be there, right? Football, you kind of pick out five teams, one of those teams before the season is going to win the national championship. Like, hockey's still up for grabs, but you, know, you kind of know now, like, the, the group that's going to be there at the end of the day. So, um, you know, I, I do think that the parity in the NBA is better than just the Warriors, which are so much better than teams the past last couple of years. Yeah, no, no doubt. So, Tim, let me ask you, you mentioned Kevin Durant earlier. Do you, do you think that uh, we see KD at some point this season? You know, coming off that injury, I, I got huge concerns. You know, like, that's like the worst injury you could have. And then, like, all right, let's give him a huge max contract. He's already won MVPs, NBA championships. Like, I don't want to kind of put what I would do in that position, but what I would do in that position is buy like a huge house in the Hamptons, like drink like margaritas every single day, like fat on horses. Like, you know what I would not be doing guys? Like working on my step back jump shot. Like I would just be like swimming in money, like ducktails every day. Like, I don't know like what's going to drive him at this point in his career because you know, he's already done it all, and now he's coming off the crazy sports injury. So, so unless he's, like, really in the love of the game, he's at a point in his life, his career, where he's proven all of his points. So I know the Nets are excited to get him, but I don't know. I, I don't think he's ever going to be the player he once was. He could be close, but Kobe Bryant coming off the same injury. Go look at the numbers, guys. They never even came close, shooting percentage-wise, winning-wise, wise to what he once was before that injury. True. I mean, age is also a factor there with Kobe and, and Kevin. And one thing I would disagree, though, Tim, is this, is, you know, Taz and I talked about at the time when he left the Warriors via free agency, is that I, I do think he has something to prove because I think people looked at him jumping on the championship train out in Golden State. If he should ever win a title in Brooklyn with the Nets, I agree. Then I think he shuts everybody else up forever. Yeah, I, I think that's well said. Um, I, 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 I just said what I would be doing, Moose. I don't yeah. know if you want to, like, you know, warm <laughs> in. I mean, I'm not just a gambler. I'm, like, overweight. Yeah. I don't mow my lawn. Like, there's things, things I'm not proud of, okay? But, like, I'm just saying what I would be doing if I got all that money. You're right. I mean, obviously, that's why Kevin Durant's playing at the NBA, and I'm getting my kids ready for school right now. So if I would have worked a little bit harder, guys, maybe my life would have been different. 
Um, Tim, as as we look, you know, when you look at um, you know the one thing in in, in Durant that that bothers me as a Nick fan, growing up as a Nick fan, is he can't seem to get New York, the Knicks, that is, out of the, out of the uh, conversation. He's always kind of taking swipes at the Knicks. I mean, he he made the decision. He went to Brooklyn. He didn't want to play in Madison Square Garden. That's fine. The Knicks have obviously moved on. Why do you think Kevin Durant continue to take swipes at the Knicks? Uh, here's a guy who created fake Twitter accounts. This is what Kevin Durant did. He created fake Twitter accounts. He managed all them. And then he would respond from these fake accounts as just like a random person standing up for Kevin Durant. <laughs> so, I mean, you've got to have some really thin skin. It's actually a pretty good but, idea to have a bunch of burner accounts. That's, I, I should, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah it's, it's also like, dude, come on, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that, you know, I, I heard this once from Danny Graves, who pitched in the major leagues. And he goes, you don't get paid to perform. You get paid to get treated like a piece of meat, to get thrown out in front of the media, to get traded, to show up to press. Like, they pay you all that money because you have to do so many different things. And the one thing that comes along with it, Taz, you know this, like walking to the ring. You know, I, I remember this. I, I'm at wrestling. It's a WCW event. And I'm with, like, my uncle, who's, like, a police officer, a couple mm. of guys that were, like, really blue-collar. and with my little cousin. And Ric Flair is walking to the ring. Yeah. And my cousin's like eight years old at the point, And he's screaming at Ric Flair. He's like, you're bad at wrestling. You're a bad guy. Yeah, that's what Ric would do. Yeah, that makes sense. It was the most unbelievable moment. And he didn't say, I, I try to clean that up for the right. so other people could hear that. But right. he, he looked him right in the eye. The kid was like seven years old. I did your mama. Woo! <laughs> Well, the thing is, like, that's your job. If you're a heel, you're a bad guy, you want that reaction. You, that you're doing tremendous. your job, you know. Uh, to a seven-year-old, that is fantastic. Well, because that's that's what you call that cheap heat, and that's uh, the best way to do it. Like a little good. kid or, like, you know, back in the day, if a female was verbal, like, from the audience, you get all over on the mic, oh, it's great. Uh, it's easy heat. People hate you. Oh, it's the greatest thing ever. Yeah. Yeah, it's a layup. Um, Tim, so you, right now when you look at it, you mentioned you ran through the teams you think that could win a championship this year. Uh, if you had to pick one, you're going with the Clippers? Yes, I'm going to go with the Clippers. Even though I'm not like a huge Paul George guy, I, I think that he's one of those guys that always plays well Like when the games don't matter that much. But now he's going to be on the biggest stage. And I think playing with Kawhi and with a team, like I said, Clippers won 48 games. Like, when I watched him yesterday, Kawhi was the superstar. He was the best player on the floor, even though Anthony Davis and LeBron were there. And then two through ten was interchangeable, whether it was Zubats or Lou Williams. Like, they just had so many other guys that they were like, whoa, that guy knows his role, or that guy comes in and does what he needs to do. Like, jam it. Like, there was no weak link out there. Like, no offense to JaVale McGee, but – you know, you can't really do anything besides dunk and, like, a block a shot. Like, they have so many different guys that kind of, like, can do so many different things. That's what I was so impressed with with the Clippers. So, did I, I don't know if you guys know this. My dad played in the NBA. Did you guys know that? Uh, I did not, know. <laughs> yeah, so I got a chance to I, – I, I'm going to be on NBA TV all season long as their fantasy expert. So I had, like, a surreal moment yesterday. Well, I'm talking to Isaiah Thomas because he was in the studio, 
and I was working out of my home studio, a.k.a. my basement. <laughs> so I'm, I'm like engaging with Isaiah Thomas, and I have a piston sign in the background. And I, and I told him, I said, you know, I'd always ask my dad, like, stories about the road. And, you know, I'm sure Taz, you know, you got kids, like, you can't tell them all the stories. No. I'm sure they were pretty wild, no. right? Yes, so, yes. So, like, finally my dad, I was like, so tell me, like, what were your stats like? And he goes, uh, you know, I was a 30-30-30 guy. And I'm like, wow, from a fantasy angle, like, that's unbelievable. He goes, yeah, if we were up by 30 points or down by 30 points, I got in for like 30 seconds. That was my role. I was like, oh, there you go. That's a great job. Good job. Hey, Tim. That's great. Uh, best oh, of luck at NBA TV. Oh, we'll be man. watching CBS Sports HQ. We appreciate the time this morning, right, bud? Thanks, Timmy. See you guys. Woo! You got it. Tim Doyle, <laughs> NBA analyst, CBS Sports uh, HQ. I love his energy. He's, he's a great. funny guy. Yeah, he really good guy. is. He's good man. Good. Um, yeah, I love the, all our guests, but he's one of my favorites. Uh, likes the ponies as well. So I'm out at Belmont Park. So you know him. Oh, wow. No, I, I, I only know him from oh, the show, go. and then we met, and huh. then I saw him out at Belmont. You just Belmont have to, State. You just have to bump into him at Dude, the, at Belmont. second floor. Really? Just coming out of the bathroom. All right. All he right. Come, walks up to me and goes, Moose! In the grandstand. Yes! Wow. Taz Moose, CBS right. Sports Radio. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 